It's time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 362. Thanks to the good people at Netgear and Unidan. And Stephen, the third in our, our cafe series. Yes, it is. Yeah, we... Uh... We do like to take the show on tour whenever we can. We've been around the world, and maybe if we um, <laughs> if we told people beforehand, we'd uh, we'd be able to get audiences. Do you know Absolutely, what I mean? Like yeah. Maybe yeah. if if well, we're sitting here in a pretty much an empty cafe, let's be honest. Yeah, in Wooloomaloo. Um, in Wooloomaloo, um, because we're here for an event a little bit later with Epson. So we thought we'd uh, jump across the street and yeah. uh, get the podcast done. It's very hard to get the blokes together. This was a rare opportunity. We thought yeah. we'd take it. Yeah, we're going to get better at that. But uh, look, this is our last uh, weekly show for a couple of weeks. But gee whiz, haven't we got some good stuff We've in store for people? We've got some stuff in store, yeah. The filler yeah. shows are filler shows some of our best work. Is are that in right, the can, And I've got to be honest, I think we're going to get great feedback from good. Uh, from, a, from one of them at the very we least. We sure had a lot of fun making them. We hope you have a lot of fun listening to them. But so, before that, though, we've exactly. got some stuff to talk about. So we, uh, we, we're going to kick it off with uh, some interesting news that just, that's come up overnight from DxOMark. Now, DxOMark is that body of, of reviewers who take a look at smartphone cameras. They really do these exhaustive testing mm. of the cameras on smartphones. And let's face it. That is probably one of the most important features on a phone that people buy buy oh, yeah. for is the camera. They don't yep. buy it because it sends good messages and makes good phone calls. They buy hey, it because why'd you buy that yeah, one? Oh, it sends, sends, really sends great. Messages. It does good message, but one of the main reasons we buy it is because of the quality of the camera. It is it is a crucial feature, and DxO Mark have just come up with their rating their score for the iPhone 10s Max. They use the 10s Max, mm. but they did uh, they did qualify the fact that despite it being the device they used, the 10s which is the smaller 5.8 inch has the exact same camera module so mm. will work just the same. They yeah. gave it a score of 105, right. which is the second highest ever score still behind the Huawei triple camera P20 Pro. Jeez. Wow, I've got to be happy with that. I mean, these things normally simply come in a roller coaster flow where the latest one gets the mark. You know, whether it's yeah. uh, Samsung up to well, Samsung's never, never held it, but HTC or Google have, then Huawei, yeah. then I think the Galaxy Apple. S9 Plus held it, and then the P20 Pro came in over the top. Remember too, the scores are the the total score. The score they publish is a combined score um, of photo and video, right? Yeah. So I think. Uh, there's been a couple of phones over the last few years that have talked about, um, for example, their image, their still image camera being the best, but the combined score not so. So yeah. and video too, they take video into consideration. Yeah, video is the second score. Yeah, um, so it's a big deal for for Apple to to jump it up that far, but uh, I would say a bigger deal for Huawei to retain that number. Absolutely. Well, they do have one extra camera lens on the back, so the, it's a triple camera. So at this point. More lenses maybe means better quality. Maybe. I don't know. Is uh, but it is sounds that... it sounds like flash wasn't uh, a strong point of the iPhone. Um, yeah, they, they did identify it, it scored a seventy four yeah. in uh, in in flash, which 
you know, it's not a good, not a good thing. And Zoom as well. Uh, Zoom came down at like a fifty-nine. So yeah. it sounds feels like those scores really brought it down. They said, yeah, that the flash indoors didn't work very well. Sometimes in, on the subject, it was sort of a little underexposed. Mm-hmm. Yet they did say that outdoors at night it did uh, illuminate the subject and still kept a lot of the background detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing they mentioned, one of the other weaknesses was the Zoom performance. Uh, the the uh, it, they said that it. Didn't didn't really give uh, it added a lot of noise to the image. Whereas mm. in comparison to the Note Nine, the Note Nine was found to have much better zoom performance. That that's just that's only been out of what about a month now. So yeah. that still holds uh, holds that title as being a great performing camera, especially when you're zooming right in on your subject. So a total score of 110 from DxO Mark, and you can look this all up uh, dxomark.com, But Stephen's got a full. It's 105. It's 105. No, the what, total score. 110 for photo. Oh, for photo, right? 96 for video, which yep. averages out in the, in their their methodology. We should point out too that the iPhone 10 had a score of 97. Yeah, so it's a a year old. So that's massive improvement and really does. And and both of us agreed in our reviews that the camera was the standout feature of the new, the 10S. No doubt. So uh, that's kind of been supported here by the DxO mark for that they call themselves the reference, reference. Reviewers of image and, quality. And just to be clear, they they do have a very lab style approach to their their reviews and their scoring. They they do the same style photos. They have a lab environment. They emulate the same photos, so they can do like for like comparing. But they even test things like the bokeh effect, which is that blurry yeah. in the background. Where which which the iPhone scored a big score for. Big score. One of the better ones. But it's amazing how much detail they go into because like they show a girl sitting with her, her hand out with her, her fingers spread so that they can see how well, if at all, the iPhone detects that. And yeah. it, look, it doesn't because no, no phone's that smart yet. But yeah. it's, it's fascinating that they have so such a rigid testing yeah. process. They even looked at autofocus. Autofocus, I said, was one of the best features, one of the strengths of the phone right. as well. So, such, so detailed, very, really exhaustive testing. And I've, I've uh, written a story on Tech Guide, and I've, I've also linked back to the DxO Mark page, and also used their examples. A lot of their a lot of their testing is done side by side with other devices. So yes. you'll see, for example, in in the exposure and contrast section, they've got the a beautiful shot of the Eiffel Tower, and the exact shot taken on the 10s Max as well as the 10, and also the P20 Pro, which is still the benchmark camera. Yeah, uh, really interesting way to compare compare them. We did the same thing on our reviews anyway. With I think we both compared the 10 with the 10s. So here, I think uh, introducing the P20 Pro into the mix really gives you that added comparison. If you do the breakdown of the P20 Pro on DxO's scoring versus the iPhone 10s, it's fascinating because the, the P20 Pro scores a 114 for photo, so mm. four points more. And it's not a percentage yeah. thing, it's just a score yep. so that it can go higher in the years ahead. But it's, it's amazing how big a difference flash and zoom make to the score. So for the P20 Pro on, on the photo score, flash was 92 and zoom was not 73. Whereas for the iPhone XS Max, uh, it was flash was 74, so nearly 20 less. And zoom was six, uh, 59, so 15 or 14 or so less. So a big gap in flash and zoom. So mm-hmm. you can only imagine that if Apple lifted their game in flash and zoom... That's that's their that's their focus point. That has to be their area of, of focus for the next year. I love area of focus. I love it. Yeah, you see what I'm doing there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, great. pump. Yeah, it yeah. is. I think if for anyone who just wants to even learn a little bit more about photography, this is a great thing to read because oh, they, yeah. they they really teach they teach you about 
uh, actually how they do their reviews, but also how to judge a photo. A lot of people look at a photo and go, yeah, it looks all right. Mm. But I love the way they go into the detail about exposure and contrast and colour and zoom. It is really educational it, and it a real eye-opener for customers who want to see and learn a bit more about camera quality. And, and as you said earlier, they put the competitor photos side by side so you can see the same photo on multiple phones and they're very... Um, it's very clear difference in some points. Colour, for example, is something they score. And colour, you know, when you're standing there looking at a, a bookshelf, uh, and you can see that the shelf itself is white, but on one phone it produces a kind of yellowed white, and on another phone it's, it's, a, it's too much of a, a greyed white, it's a big difference because the real world looks different to how many cameras present them, and that's what they're testing here. So it is a thoroughly comprehensive test. It and, is. Uh, well it, worth using. If you're into photography, then it just it just helps you make that point. Absolutely. And... and what 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 I like is that you know the, the these tests for you know the the we we try to do our comparison tests and what I find too is that phones tend to flatter their own images. Oh, of you, course, you know yes. yourself when you look at the, a photo taken on the P twenty Pro, which has got a beautiful screen. You think you look at it and all those saturated colours, you think, wow, how good is that? The same mm. thing with the Samsung devices too, but a lot of people. Well, what we do is actually take the photos off those devices, put them all on a neutral playing field, like our computers, for example, Mm. see them side by side. That's when you can really judge the true quality of pictures, which is what DxOMark has done here. That's right, and that's why looking at them on on an independent computer, on a website where they've all been published together, is a really good indication of how the the cameras look. It's It's a good result for Apple, though I would think disappointing for them. Um, There's no doubt. I think Huawei will in some way, whether it's subtly or overtly, um, go very hard on this result because it basically means Huawei holds this title now until March next year. Until, yeah, well, the S10 doesn't come out until then, does it? Well, what what could possibly overtake it is their the, own product, well, no, the Mate that, 20. Have you seen the new... Oh, true, true. Yeah, because there is, yeah, there is I've seen leaked images. I've seen, I think they've not yeah. even leaked it. They've showed the image already, yeah. again, with three cameras on the back. Yes, and, uh, and we're yeah. seeing... Um, did you see the overnight, the LG V40 Plus, I think it is? Yeah, the V40. has five Q. cameras, three on the back, two on the front. <laughs> five cameras. Three on the back, two on the front. Oh, okay, righto. Yeah. So we're getting a bit There'll insane with the whole 17 cameras uh, in a few years. Remember that... Um, it was kind of viral. It was actually a mock-up, but it was it seemed to me to be a joke of a was little device Nokia? that had like oh, I yeah. don't think it was. It just had like thirty lenses on the back, all different, <laughs> all different, you know, f-stops and telephotos and stuff. Yeah. And it was like crazy. <laughs> now we look at it and go, maybe, maybe that's actually the way we're going. I'm quite happy with two or three. Oh, okay, three well, is probably. Where do you excessive. draw the line? It, three. It's just it's going to become another area where companies compete. What 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 I like is that the megapixel race has kind of stalled. Yeah. Like that. That's. Customers have learned that more megapixels doesn't necessarily mean better, yeah, better photos, photo, which yeah. is that's a good thing that they've they're not competing on that level. But the number of cameras, the number of lenses on the back is looks to me to be the new battleground where oh we've got four lenses and we're gonna have five lenses. Memo from the two blokes. Just stick to three on the back. That's enough. Okay. That's, that's more enough. than enough. Stephen's D, uh, news story and uh, details of the DXO mark uh, outcome for the iPhone ten S Max uh, at techguide.com.au. Now Stephen an interesting week for Foxtel, in my view. Um, we'll talk 4K in a minute, but I, I can't not talk about the Foxtel Now repricing. This is just staggering to me. They launched Foxtel Now, a streaming service, uh, content channels very similar to what we know uh, of Foxtel in the past, but essentially a $10 entry rate. You know, you could, you could get the doco pack or the kids pack for 10 bucks. You could add on sport for 29 
And so I, I remember saying for some time and recommending to people if they wanted Fox Sports, just get Foxtel now. It's 39 bucks a month. You get yep. a kids pack and, and Fox Sports. And I've, I've had hugely po- positive things to say about Foxtel now. There's some people that knock you about it, but I think it's an outstanding server. I think it works really well. You've got Chromecast. You've got the little Foxtel now box if you want for 100 bucks. There's a bunch of really good things about it. But this week, they changed their pricing. So now the entry-level packs are $25, um, which is the, the pop and the lifestyle pack. Yep. The kids pack is no longer an entry-level pack. In fact, you cannot get the kids pack or the docos pack without getting everything else, which means $104 a month. Wow. So we've gone from having a service where for 10 bucks you get the kids pack to now you have to pay 940% more, $104 a month, to get the kids pack or the docos pack. Why, why have they done this? To streamline their, their, their service and to simplify the, the options. But Mate. wasn't that the attraction of Foxtel now was to offer a simpler, cheaper alternative? And it was because simpler. And it that was, was my issue with Fox, Foxtel. I had the prop the box, as you did. Well, you got it back. But I had when I had the box, I had the platinum package. And I'm thinking, I'm paying for kids packs, doco packs, and stuff that I don't really want. But yeah. then when you try to work out how to get rid of them, it's still going to cost you $130 instead of $140. Yeah. So the beauty of the... And they sold this, remember, when Game of Thrones was about to kick off mm. for customers who wanted just to watch Game of Thrones. And I think you could watch it for like f- up from 15 bucks a month. Yeah. That was the big carrot. That's right. Now that... that well, we're not, not going to see Game of Thrones again until next year. Mm. So we're, the carrots disappeared. Now, these prices that I'm talking about apply only to new customers. But if you cancel yeah. your Foxtel now because there's no contract and then come back, you're on the new pricing, folks. Wow. So you're, it's, it's literally... And a lot of people might have bought the, 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 the Foxtel Now service for the NRL season or the AFL season. True. And yep. then they, they turn it off and start it on again. The Foxtel... The, I mean, I've seen plenty of things written as you know statements or comments and stuff. I just couldn't be asked to hear from them about it. Clearly, they've made a decision that they're sticking with their old-school pay-TV model of pricing. Um, I think they've probably seen a positive impact from the 4K thing, and they're, they're seeing less churn and less customers leaving them, which is great on their on their subscription service. But, mate, Foxtel now op- offered them the opportunity to expand and grow their customer mm. base. I think the problem is it... it Lowered heavily their ARPU, their average revenue per user. Yeah. So instead of being at you know sixty or eighty dollars, it was dropping down to you know thirty or forty, and that's not something they want yeah, as a business. Thirty or forty is better than zero. That's my. That's exactly. So it, I think there's a lot of customers going to well new customers, existing customers are still on their existing price structure. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're new to Foxtel now, yeah, then then you hit with these new prices. I'm thinking now they've got well they've got four K, which is a totally separate offer. You need the box, but. The cricket coverage, is that something they're trying to leverage here? So to accessing the cricket, well, the sport package? there was some comments from Patrick Delaney, the CEO, recently that suggested they were going to create their own Netflix of sports service separate to Foxtel now, which is just stupid because you've got Foxtel now. Why wouldn't you just charge exactly. $30 a month for sport only? Yeah. Like, you know, just do something like that, right? Imagine the number of people, and there's people who can't afford Foxtel. Right? Let's be very clear. We're lucky. We're doing well. We yeah. can afford Foxtel. Yeah. Um, I, I was able to afford to put it back on. Okay? I'm happy. There's people that would love to watch the NRL, the AFL, the Formula One, the whatever, but can't. And, and the cricket's one of that. Mate, why would you not create a package, even if it's still only 720p and, you, and, and 4K costs more on streaming and stuff mm. like that? Just make it 30 bucks. So the Fox Sports number is the same. You're paying a dollar to have the service and 29 to yeah. Fox Sports for the, for the package. 
and and give it to people. Why not make it available to more people? I don't understand why they're trying to yeah. maintain customer numbers instead of growing them. I think this plays right into Netflix's hands and Stan's hands because Netflix and Stan has enough content to cover the bases. Yeah. Like Netflix has kids content, movies. Yeah. What the weakness of Netflix and Stan? Live sport, correct news. That that's that's the Achilles heel. Totally. So if, if that's not important to you, though, Netflix and Stan are a perfect alternative and, and, and if, much cheaper. If alternative. sport is important to you, you've dealt with not having Foxtel for all these years, and Foxtel's clearly not trying to gain you as a customer. I find the whole thing staggering. I, I thought it was a G up when I when I first read it. Mm. I thought I was I thought it was on some sort of promotional website, and I'd you mm. know uh, it wasn't really there. But no, I dug and I looked, and mate, it's unbelievable that this is their new pricing, and I. Mm, in probably, I can't remember something that's been as spoken about and and clicked on as my, that story. Yeah. In in this, certainly in twelve months, it's just crazy how annoyed people are by this. And most people not because, because most people are going to stick with what they've got or they don't care. But most people are basically singling out this as as a really weird move from Foxtel in terms of trying to grow customers. Is this, is this a ploy maybe to attract more customers to take up the, the IQ4? Maybe it is. is. Is it like, okay, we've got this hot new IQ4 product, 4K, are they trying to ramp up numbers for the launch of that by comparing? So it's when, comparable, isn't it? Like, what what can you, you get like IQ4 now? Here's what happens. When you, when you go to the packs and you choose try and choose you know nearly everything but not everything and you click through to buy it, it says, hey, do you think you might just want satellite? And, you know, we ah, can do... so it's upselling you. At so the, oh, there it, you go. It immediately tries well, to upsell you. That's the thing, mate. Like, it's that's just, what they're trying to do. What are you doing, people? Yeah. I, I really do think they have lost... Like, I just... They are hot and cold, that mob. Yeah. Hot and cold. They announced 4K, and I'm just like, wow, that's amazing. You're back on track. Remember, remember I yeah. said they'd lost their innovation curve, and they're back. Yeah. And now they're stilted they've, by some sort of boardroom decision. They've shot themselves in the foot a bit here, haven't they? But I, I, reading between all the layers of this thing, it does seem to me that they're trying to entice people to, well, look, you, you've got this far. You might as well get the IQ4. Now, in their defence, I'll give you one reason why Foxtel now was a problem for them. Um, you're paying $39 a month for you know, docos and sport, for example. So you're paying for sport. But the problem is it costs them money to deliver to you. So putting a, putting a signal up a satellite costs millions and millions of dollars. But... What happens is it's, it's consumed by millions and millions of people. If one person's watching it, it's the same cost as if a million people are watching it. Yeah. Whereas with Foxtel Now, if there's one person watching the cricket on Foxtel Now, it's, it's very affordable for Foxtel. But if 100,000 people watch the cricket on Foxtel, it costs them more money to push out that stream. Right. So maybe they've been caught with their pants down on the actual cost of delivering this Foxtel Now service. Right, well... How come this hasn't? I know. So, so you're talking about live events. Yeah, I'm talking. So it hasn't affected Netflix in that way because they're no. just streaming out of a server, aren't they? They, they like? got distribution yeah. uh, built in such a way that yeah, it, it costs them more the more people to watch, but that's right. still just good for them. That doesn't matter. The problem is the comparison between the old school and the new. Yeah. So Netflix and Stan are built on losing money up until a certain number of customers, whereas Foxtel, that that's not how they operate. Yeah. Right. So uh-huh. it's a different business model, and I think. They just haven't, mate. What has it? How long's it been? A year and a year and a half. How long's Foxtel now? Foxtel now, I think, up to two years now. So you know, they've they've basically given it a very short window in in internet and dis- disruption terms to make it happen. I, I'm very disappointed by it. But conversely, 4K switched on this morning. Yep. So if you've if you took the time to to grab the IQ4 box, and I know plenty of people that did. Um, so I think they've got a good number of people with the IQ4 box. 
or, you, or if you're like me, you actually signed up again and got the satellite installed. Uh, as of last night, around Wednesday night as we record, um, the Channel 444 became active. And it's just a loop. It's, it's a bunch of, you know, just it's a highlights package. It's yeah. a promo. Looks um, good. It, it looks, do you know what? My initial reaction was, it looks good. My initial yeah. reaction was not. It looks amazing. This is on your 4K TV or in yeah, the main cage? In, in, the, in the lounge room on, the, on, okay. you know, on a 4K 65-inch Samsung TV, you know. Yeah. So, interestingly, no, my reaction wasn't mind-blowing. It was just, right. it looks great, right? Okay. Um, I think, given that I've been watching the Bathurst channel all week and, you know, a lot of, <laughs> you know, Bathurst from the, from the 80s, 90s, you see how bad the quality was and now we start to realise what we're getting. So, what I've done is I spent a bit, spent a bit of time, I'm such a nerd, um, because they won't tell us what's coming up on the 4K channel. So I dug deep into the program guide and I found out what's coming up. So basically the 4K channel kicks off on Sunday morning with the replay of the Top 10 shootout, which happens on Saturday. So at 10 o'clock in the morning, Top 10 shootout switches on and then the Bathurst 1000 races on until 5.30. Now, 5.30 on Sunday night, the Rolling Stones live in Cuba from 2016 concert. <laughs> so they've got that. Remember they talked about music yeah, and docos? Yeah, concerts, yep. Mate, that's that's heavy the the theme. So you got the Rolling Stones concert, then you've got a bunch of docos, Wild Wild East, the Big Wave, uh, Animal Empires. You've got someone called Machine Gun Kelly, Axe Ambassadors, a lot of music. And get this, this is the one that blows my mind. How it's made. Have you ever watched that on the on yeah. the Discovery Channel? How it's made. It's just a really simple doco yeah. series which shows you how things like skateboard wheels or baklava or CO two <laughs> scrubbers are made. That's a 4K program wow. that's going to be on the 4K channel. I think docos look, look great in 4K, Mate, especially sort of nature, nature documentaries and stuff. Well, here's, here's the peg. Yeah. Monday to Friday next week, 7.30 every night, Planet Earth 2. Oh, wow. A new episode of Planet well, that's, Earth 2. Well, I've seen that in stores on 4K, so it's available to buy well, in 4K. It's, it's going to be the best comparison because you can stream that on Netflix uh-huh. in 4K. Of course. So how does it stack up? Yeah. What does the quality look like I'll, I'll be backing Foxtel's... Uh, Dedicated I, I satellite would too. So then basically every night of the week they've got a mix of Planet Earth and other docos. Then there's things like Sting live at uh, the Olympia Paris. Um, there is Corinne Bailey Ray. I never heard of that person. Elvis Costello. So there's a bunch of music. Um, and then when you get to Saturday night, Jack Reacher, the Tom Cruise movie in 4K at 8.30 on Saturday uh, night. I, I, so they've got a movie. They've got 4K the Jack, Jack Reacher, Tom Reacher. Cruise movie. Yes. Wow. Saturday night, 8.30. Wow. So essentially you've got How It's Made, a bunch of music like Eric Clapton, Pharrell Williams. So there's some good music, like some good concerts, and a heap of docos. There's, by my looks at it, there's six or seven new programs a day, mainly from four o'clock in the afternoon onwards, and the rest of the day is repeats of things that have already been on the days or weeks before. And of course, and of course, that will expand down you know, in the yeah. months and years ahead. Remember, this is a channel available to, to a very small percentage of Foxtel subscribers, um, but it looks like they're going to filter content through it, uh, drip feed it enough so that it's it's something you can watch every night. Um, and, and get something out of it. But I think the, the docos they've got look great. Everything from Big Beasts to One Wild Day to Spy in the Wild. There's a bunch of docos, um, but I've listed them all. I've literally gone through the program guide and given you the times and the days of all the new programs coming to Foxtel 4K channel on EFTM.com. So if you have the channel, uh, check it out. Oh, mate, I'll be in America, so I won't be able to watch any of it other than Bathurst. I'll come over and keep, have, mate, keep an eye on it. Mate. I'll send you an e-key <laughs> to the house so you can go and watch it if you want. If you want to review Netflix uh, versus... Uh, mate, I'm in, the, in not, talks getting my, my own box, mate. Knock yourself out. I've already um, got the satellite on the roof still from last but time. So. I'd be interested in, in people's views as uh, as you see it, especially on on Sunday. If you're, if you're watching Bathurst, tweet me at Trevor Long. I'd, I'd be very curious to see whether you're noticing a difference, whether you see a difference. Because the thing is, you can always switch back to channel... 506, which is yeah. HD, 
and and you know see flick. the difference. You press the back button, flick, and yeah, see yeah. the difference. You know, flick between the channels. It's going to be a wet race apparently this weekend, eh? Yeah, well, not, there's normally rain. Um, just a matter yeah. of how how wet. But um, I think it's going to be yeah. very interesting. You've been to out see there a the few ball. times, eh? Hey? You've been many many times. years. You've uh, many a year. You've made the trek, eh? I'll be watching it from the Trevor Long stand this weekend. <laughs> anyway, uh, interesting. Uh, all the details of those Foxtel stories at EFTM.com. And, uh, yeah, value your views. Ziggy Zaggy, the hashtag, at Stephen Finnick, at Trevor Long. Two Blokes Talking Tech is brought to you by our good friends at Uniden, and they've just released a second generation of their wire-free home security cameras with cloud-based, rechargeable, and also, if you wanted to, solar-powered, full HD Home security cameras. They're the AppCam Solo Plus. These are weatherproof cameras, so you can use them inside and out. And second generation, so uh, have improved functionality. They've got quick swap rechargeable batteries, as well as local recording on an SD card or, as we said, backup on uh, a cloud service as well. You can also uh, enjoy two-way audio. So if there's someone in front of the camera, you can have a chat. Whether it's someone delivering a package, you can tell them to leave it on the doorstep. But this is another another great feature, though, of the Uniden AppCam Solos is their remarkable thermosense. One thing with uh, security cameras, they all have motion detection, but there are varying degrees of quality here. And Uniden has, with thermosense, a really impressive system. And there's there's been times where other cameras may give you all these notifications about motion, but you'll find that a lot of them are just trees swaying in the wind or cars in the background. But what Uniden provides with Thermosense is the combination combination of heat and movement detection. So you're getting those true motion notifications sent through to the app. So well worth checking out if you want to increase the security of your home or office, the AppCam Solo Plus range. You can get them in single, double and triple packs. Worth checking out, uniden.com.au. Now, Stephen, um, I literally rely on Google Maps. Uh, I use it for pretty much everything. I drive almost everywhere I go. Here I drove for parking, all those different things. I drop my wife off around the corner. It's just, it's just easy to use. And I should say, before we talk about the updates to Google Maps, uh, if you've got Apple CarPlay, Waze and Google Maps are now available and working in, uh, in Apple CarPlay. CarPlay. Works yep. beautifully. Waze is probably the best. It's, I mean, it's always been great because it's got all the user interaction. But on the, on the big screen in your car, you can now see things like traffic speed flow, incidents, reports, speed mm. cameras, all that stuff. But you can also, at a, at a simple tap, you can, just, you can make a report. You know how with Waze you yeah. can report there's police or traffic or whatever it is? You could do that with a simple tap on the screen of your Apple CarPlay. So really, really cool. Works really well. But there were some other announcements this week from, um, from Google Maps, which I thought were interesting, aimed entirely at the commuter. Um, so there's actually, what they've created is a, is a new commute tab. So when you're, um, when you're searching for an area, there's always been this kind of area down the bottom where it says, you know, explore. So it's a way of going, oh, I want to find a coffee or whatever it is. Well, now there's a commute tab which will show you uh, in much more, it's much simpler view whether it's going to be a normal commute today yep. or if there's other things going on. It's always been available in the sense that what I do is, like, we were, my wife needed to be around the corner here in Darlinghurst at 9, by 9.30, but we said 9.15. And I said, look, normally hour and 15, but school holidays, probably 45. Um, so we waited till 7.45, and I typed in the address, and I said, look, it says 50 minutes, so let's hold out. We'll leave it about 10 past 8. Yeah. 5 past 8, I checked again, still said 50 minutes. Oh, I said, we're going to be good. We'll leave a quarter past. Left a quarter past. It said it'd take 49 minutes. And, mate, I'm telling you, it took 49 minutes. Really it's, accurate. It's right. just stupidly accurate. But so you, yeah. what they're doing is combining all that information about, you know, whether it's normal or not yeah. into, into a single tab in the Google Maps app. Yeah. But I, I like the fact that if you, uh, a lot of people rely on public transport for mm. their commute. And this is the, some cool new features here with that. And it knowing 
sort of your, your usual route every day. So yep. it, it can tell you before you leave home yep. whether there's a delay, whether you, you, know, you might need to take a different route today. But the cool thing is that the Google Maps is actually partnered with Transport New South Wales. Oh, it's very cool. This, this bus feature is amazing. So you can actually see buses like you can on Uber. You know, you see the car yep. or if you know, one three cab shows you the, the real-time map. You can actually have that now with your bus. Yep. So rather than you having to sprint for the bus, you can see exactly where it is. Yep. And it'll show you – I don't know how this works, though. I'll tell you. Show you <laughs> the occupancy of the bus. So yep. you can say, oh, this bus is coming, but it's full. You might think, I have to wait for the next bus. So – uh, that, that that sort of takes the stress out of your commute right there. But so, you, you so can see if you've got time to grab that quick coffee before you can make the bus. Basically, over the last few years, Transport New South Wales, uh, and this will happen in other states, but we're, we're talking specifically about New South Wales, have created a few things in there in their buses and things. Now, I use the TripView app religiously when I want to catch a train or a bus. And I can, you can see in the TripView app where the buses are. So yep. the data, GPS data from a single bus is available. You can see it. Uh, as You can also see the occupancy because everyone taps on, right? You've got to tap ah, on with your Opal card. Okay. So they know how many people are on every bus. So they're just not telling you times. who's on board, just telling you the numbers That's of people correct. on board. So right. what, what Google's done is simply tap into that information. I know it sounds revolutionary for them because it is yeah. globally, but the information has been available in TripView for some time. But Smart. the idea that they make that available now is cool. And then... What they've done, I don't know if anyone's used Waze, but it always wants you to open Spotify. But even better than that, Google Maps is now going to integrate your Spotify, Apple Music, whatever music service you're using, into the mapping app That's so that you can too. see it there. You can and play, control pause, it. control yeah. the whole thing. So usually you have to hop in and out of the apps. That's now right. you got you're all in one spot. Even with with Waze, which kind of felt integrated because they were always prompting you to do things, it was never really. You still had to switch between apps. So. That they've that they've integrated those you know skip forward skip back play pause buttons into Google Maps is really cool. So I haven't actually got the update, or either it hasn't you know switched on. Yeah, it was for rolling me. around out around the but world. They said this week. Yeah, so, it's one of those uh, rollout things. But I'm I'm desperate to see the the music. You think, you part think we would have got it first, considering Australians the it was developed here in Australia. It's outrageous. Australian Google Labs were responsible for Google Maps. Did you know that? Yes, uh, originally yeah, a lot really of our listeners was, may not be aware of that. So that's that's kind of a badge of honour for Australia is that Google Maps is technically an Aussie product. Yes, that is true. Yeah. I mean, in that whole kind of Google Lab sense, you know, where things and how things are developed, it it was seeded here, and the developers of it ended up ending, you know, heading over to the states and, and heading it up globally. But mm. a massive uh, coup. For, we talk about the Hills Hoist and the Victor Lawnmower, mate. Google this Maps is up there, and Wi-Fi. You know, Wi-Fi yes, is an Wi-Fi Aussie invention as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, we should mention that Apple Maps has a similar. I don't know how if how it compares in terms of commuter information. Mm. Depending on what city you're in, I do yeah. know a lot of the cities in the US. I think some of the capital cities in Australia have similar commuter information already as well. Yes. But even to the to the point where it tells you what exit if you're sort of commuting and then going to an office or something, mm. it tells you even what exit of the station you need to take to get to where you're going. So Apple Maps does have that sort of detail. Google Maps is obviously the sort of the benchmark here, but Apple Maps has really improved as well. Yeah, no, they've done a great job. So lots of new features coming. If you're a commuter you'll love all those things coming to Google Maps. Uh, details at EFTM.com. And yeah, well, with the interesting little thing that I took a look at was uh, these, this apartment block in Rosebury, Sydney suburb of Rosebury, and this is the Bertram Apartments, which they're calling one of the world's most high-tech apartment buildings, is residential development. And ironically, this high-tech apartment was built on the site of the 100-year-old heritage-listed Wrigley's Gum Factory. Mm. So... This is a, a heritage listed building, so they just transformed this building into this state-of-the-art 
sustainable residential complex. So uh, the you know, architects got involved, the stable group uh, as well. And but the smarts though were supplied by Clipsal, which is owned by Schneider Electric. Yep. So what what it basically what they showcased on the day was from from entrance to parking to EV charging to sustainability was all these amazing features that every resident's got access to, starting right at the front gate where you don't need a key to get in. It's all biometric security. Yeah. So you scan your thumbprint, recognise who you are, Same opens with the, the car gate. Park. Car park, even your own apartment has a yeah. has a biometric lock. Uh, and because they've got a C-bus backbone, the spine of the building is this C-bus system. And every, Not the superannuation. No, um, no thing, this, this is, yeah, that's right. No, this is the smart system links every power point, every light switch. So behind each point is this little hockey puck Wi-Fi device that links back to the central control system. So rather than you having to buy a little smart switch you plug into the, into the power point, it's already there. So that system then combines to your Wi-Fi, which can combine to Google, to Google um, Home, to Alexa. So you can set up all these scenarios really easily. And there's also, you can set up a geofence too. So you can walk in the door and say, hey, turn on the, you know, welcome yep. home, all the lights come on. Or, uh, hey, it's, gate, it's date night and the blinds come down, the, the TV Hello. comes on, the news Barry White starts playing in the background. So there's that as well. But with the geofence too, you can set up a geofence around, around the apartment so that when it detects you coming home or leaving, mm. so if you're coming home, it could turn on your lights, turn on your aircon or whatever it needs to do. And if you're leaving, it turns everything off as well. Yeah. So really handy, handy uh, features in that regard. But, uh, you know, the, the, I talked about sustainability. Having that kind of efficiency in the apartment really saves a lot of power. That's right. So that's well, think, amazing. Just think about the geofencing for, for yeah. a start. Like, I only use geofencing. All my studio lights turn off in the man cave and my Arlo cameras activate when I leave, you know, the 200 metres of my house. Um, but just imagine for a second, folks, you know, making sure that the smart switch, which has a current running through it, which is the iron, turns off. Uh, lights turn off. Uh, you know, it, there's, there's money yeah. to be saved. It's incremental. It's a small amount. But over time, this is good money. Absolutely. In simply going, well, hang on, I'm not home. Yeah. Why is that still and on? Think of that like time. Like there, there's one, two, and three bedroom apartments. I don't know exactly how many, but imagine the combination of all of those apartments having that efficiency adds yeah. up to a lot of power saving. And look, we we're going away on holidays. We've got someone staying at our house, um, so we we don't need to. I will take care of it. I stuff. promise. Trip. Yeah, yeah. No parties. But you know, if you're away, <laughs> even for a night, you can set timers so that things come on and off yeah. to give you a sense of home. There's a bunch of things you can do like that. Absolutely. So, but yeah, the in, smart in this, home is pretty cool. At the Bertram, uh, there's also they've got their own solar panel array. So they've got they. Create a lot of their own power. They've got battery storage. There are three bays in the car park for electric vehicles. So yep. if you've got a Tesla, you can back it in. You get a bit of the power, I think, and that goes then to Did your... you back it in for, your, for a bit of power I, while I, you're I, there? I volunteered to, to bring the car, to, to uh, swing the car around, but uh, they, they, they already had a... I think they hired a Tesla for the day. They had a hire car there. And you're like, I just want a bit of juice. Bugger off, let me in. Yeah, yeah. Could, would have loved to. But, He's a uh, juice sponge, Stephen. Yeah. But no, it, it, was, it just shows, <laughs> show that... They've got an eye on the future because they've got the EV charging, uh, and all this whole system is is flexible. So you, mm. you can, if these these new devices, new technology comes in, you're you're a higher chance of being able to integrate that with this existing system. Yeah. And they're saying too that the kitchen is is a probably the more popular part of these apartments that are controllable. So yeah. you can control uh, all kinds of devices you, because everything's connected, every PowerPoint's connected, you can control the kettle and the oven and, and everything. If you are buying a new appliance, chances are 
it's going to have connectivity as well. So the kitchen is the real focus of the home and, and is sort of one of those surprising areas where most of that innovation can be seen. Yeah, it's very cool stuff. Uh, Stephen's written all that up at EFTM.com if you want to check it out. the uh, I wrote it at Tech Guide, actually. TechGuide.com.au, oh, mate. You should not just you about you, Trent. Mate, do you want to cross-publish? Uh, Bertram. <laughs> is it, what's it called? The Bertram. The Bertram so apartment, So if you've got a few yeah. million, you can move into Rosebury. Yeah, no, I think you get a one-better. There's a couple of one-betters left, I think, for about 800K. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, one, I think there's a couple of two-betters left for about 1.5, 1.6 mil. How many did you buy? Uh, none. <laughs> <laughs> we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au, and their uh, Orbi range of Wi-Fi solutions uh, to suit every single home, whether you've got a big home or a small home. Uh, Orbi can, has got you covered. Literally, um, Wi-Fi dead spots are, are a thing of the past. Um, slow speeds are a thing of the past. Every part of your home can have great speeds, great coverage because of the Orbi system. You set the router up next to your existing modem. You don't need to change anything on your ISP's modem, the one they gave you. You just plug it in, and you use an app to set the whole thing up. And then you plug in a second device, or what they call a satellite, anywhere in the home. It can be on a bookshelf because it looks really nice. Um, it's not a nerdy, uh, dorky product that has to sit somewhere hidden away. It can sit nicely in your home, and then your whole home gets Wi-Fi. The app allows you to control who's on the network, how fast the network is, and a whole range of things. A great app to go with it. It's called Orbi, O-R-B-I. You can find it at leading retailers. Uh, and at netgear.com.au. Now, Stephen, I often see these Xbox bundles. PlayStation do it as well. Yep. Um, where you buy a new Xbox and you get this game. Now, sometimes they're branded, you know, the Xbox looks different, but in many cases, it's just an Xbox and a free game. And the incentive there is you're getting the game with the Xbox. So Xbox have announced next month they're going to have a Fortnite bundle uh, available. And I looked at it and went, that's interesting because Fortnite's free. Like, the game that kids play is free. There is a paid version, but no one's playing that. The kids want to play yep. the free version, Battle Royale, knock yourself out. Um, 1v, 1v99 or 50v50, whatever you want to do. But then I, then I looked a bit deeper, and, and, and I showed my son, and he was like, oh, look at that. And what they're doing is very smart. So think about it at Fortnite and the hype of it, and you wrote about it in Woman's Day. The, 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 kids, the kids are playing it. They're probably playing it on phones and, and iPads. They want a console, right? You haven't got a console, you want a console. Yep. So a lot of Christmas consoles are going to be given this year. And Xbox is very smart. They've gone, well, Xbox, sorry, Fortnite can be on any console. So how do we get the business? So parents are going to buy this Xbox, the Fortnite bundle. And you get the Xbox under the tree, but then there's exclusive content built in. So because you bought that Xbox, you get a bunch of V-Bucks, which is the in-game money. You get a special outfit, which which only people that have bought the Xbox get. Which is what what a lot of people spend their money on, you know. The the, the, the kids want to spend a few bucks on... Didn't your your son want to do that? They just want to look different. That's it. They want that. My my son during Easter had the Easter bunny. And I'm like, (laughs) mate, you're walking around in a pink Easter bunny outfit. I think people are going to snipe you from a million miles away. (laughs) But no, they were all doing it because that's the way they want to roll. But yeah, just, just the power of the Fortnite brand. Brand is it's gonna, enticing, but don't, don't you, do you see the logic? Especially for there? the parents, though. Parents yeah. think, "Oh, hang on, Fortnite." I know that's correct. Big. Yeah. So you you walk Smart. into EB Games or JB, yeah. and you've been told to buy a console by your kids, and they yeah. don't care whether it's an Xbox or PlayStation. Hopefully, they've told you because their mates are on one or the other. Yeah. But now with Fortnite, you can cross play as well. Uh, PlayStation. Yeah. Well, and, that's and the Xbox. beauty of the game. It's uh, it's very social, but it's also. One of those games where you can play with your mates, whether they're on whatever console it's they're a on. Very is, smart is it PlayStation play, Xbox? Is that can you still? That's, I think, that's don't think just, you can do that. No, no, it's it you launched, can do it launched now. a week ago. Yeah. So, well, that's just taking it even further. I wrote, as you mentioned, I wrote a little rap, a little mini magazine for Woman's Day hmm. about you know what it's about, some fifty tips and parents' guide as well, like how much time they should let their kids do, you know, things to watch out for, and all the rest. 
and uh, that was so well received that, that they were writing stories about the fact that Woman's Day had this wraparound, and and it was re- received really positively because rather than saying, oh, you know, gaming is a gateway drug to crack, yeah. they're, they're saying that you know, this is gaming, it's good. Parents can play with their kids, can can mm. yeah, kids can learn things, they can learn how to. To, to work together and, and achieve achieve objectives, so that, that was really well received. It just shows that Woman's Day even wanted to get involved with the Fortnite yeah. craze. That how how big it is, mate. I'm telling you, since Jackson stopped playing, he's a better kid. Well, Unbelievable! Since he stopped, started, since he stopped playing, since he stopped. Yeah, so stopped. you reckon it was affecting him? Yeah, absolutely. Because he was just obsessed. Hundred percent. When I wasn't just obsessed. Well, didn't you set rules like how how long you could play for? Absolutely, but yeah. doesn't change the fact that you, their mates don't have the same rules, Ooh. and one mate's just at home always playing it, or you know, it doesn't change the fact that if you're not very good at it, you lose all the time, yeah, or yeah, and your mates, you know, might abuse you over that. So there's a bunch of reasons why parents have got to monitor very carefully this stuff. So uh, yeah. anyway, I just thought that Xbox launching the Fortnite version was genius in the lead up to Christmas in the race against PlayStation. Yeah. So Will PlayStation do it, do you think, or uh, they, they missed the boat? Maybe now? they will, but we'll, we'll soon find out. Anyway, Xbox uh, Fortnite Edition, there's details yeah. at EFTM.com. Well, you know, uh, I, I do love a game. I do love uh, AR as well. So you can kind of combine those two if you buy uh, your 4K or Blu-ray copy of the recently released... Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Are you a Jurassic Park, Jurassic World fan? No, we, I watched... Your kids, is that I too, too I full went, on to your kids? We, we were watching it a month or two ago, and it just got a bit scary for the kids, so we turned it off. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, can, yeah. I think it's this is rated M, I think. for yeah. uh, So it's not, not for the littleies, but your teenage kids will love this. And the latest, the latest movie's just dropped on 4K and Blu-ray. But there is an interesting little addition in the packaging. You can uh, take advantage of that and create, uh, enjoy this fun augmented reality experience with a couple of the film's dinosaurs. One, mm. the, two, the two main dinosaurs, that's, well, the stars of the show, let's call them, <laughs> is Blue, which is a velociraptor that Chris Pratt's character has sort of grown up with. He's, he's trained him since he was, he was, he was small yep. and kind of has taught him to obey his commands. Then there's the other dinosaur that's kind of this hybrid dinosaur between hybrid between a T-Rex and a velociraptor that you can also in, engage with as well. But the fun thing about it is you get to place these dinosaurs in your environment. You can see them uh, get up close to them, move around with you with your phone or your yep. tablet and have a look at them. I, for a bit of fun, I saw uh, Logan was sitting in our front room there. I decided to place a dinosaur next to him and take a screenshot. There was also the... Uh, the the hybrid hybrid dinosaur standing right above him, Logan seems pretty oblivious to everything. He, he doesn't know what's going on around him. But I thought let's, it would make a fun honest. photo. Let's be honest, it doesn't really look realistic. Yeah, well, it's it, funny. It, no, it's it isn't. No, it, it, it's a bit of fun. It's not meant to sort of emulate the the high quality special effects of the movie, <laughs> but it's just another way for you to engage with the film in, in, in with this AR technology. And and all it takes is it works through Facebook Messenger. Yeah. So you turn on your Messenger camera and then scan a little code, a circular code that's in the box on a sheet of paper, and then you can then choose to see the the playful dinosaur, the aggressive dinosaur, yeah, the yeah. curious dinosaur. So I'd, it, I'd it's actually, good for kids. I'd prefer to see it if they built it with AR kit yeah. for iPhone because it would be more realistic. Oh, yeah. It would be better, well, much better. I think this is a deal that Facebook stitched up totally. with Messenger. So, but that, that's but my, no, it, my, no my, doubt about it. it. It would absolutely look great, but... Um, this isn't a bad effort, though. It, it's pretty good, and, and what I like about it is you can you can sort of scale the dinosaur, place it where you want. You can step around it and take a look. Yeah, you know, it's nowhere near as good as they are 
on, on the AR kit for, yeah. for iPhone. But uh, it's still pretty pretty bit of fun for, for uh, adding a little bit of uh, value up there with to the, the, the Nokia Snake AR thing <laughs> they did on in the same platform via yeah, right. Facebook. Anyway, <laughs> check it out. The photos of uh, of uh, dogs, Logan and dogs, the dogs. And, uh, dogs and dinosaurs, <laughs> Dalmatians uh, and dinosaurs, uh, Dalmatians and dinosaurs works too at uh, TechGuy.com.au. Now, Stephen, Sphero's new little bolt. Yeah, well, what a cool what a cool device. The Sphero's always been one. Of, it, I think it started out as just like a fun toy that you could steer around, but boy, hasn't it evolved into this amazing little product? And the latest version, the Sphero Bolt, takes it. Uh, the, the, I think the previous version was called Spark, yep. which is like a see through sphere, sphere and you can control and you can learn coding and stuff like that. But what they've done now with Bolt is added this eight by eight LED matrix, so it's kind of got a display. Hmm. and gives you uh, information. You can change the colors. You can see the battery levels and all those sorts of things. And what I love about it is the fact that it's really easy to use, but it also then brings you into this whole world where you can learn things like coding and create little programs, share programs within the community, receive also like all, all the stuff shared. You can be, spend hours just running other people's codes that they've created and shared within the app as well, mm-hmm. sort of the Sphere, Sphero EDU app, it's called. So this, this might look like a bit of fun, but there's so much depth to this that it just literally provide hours and hours and hours of enjoyment, but also education where these activities, you learn the coding, play the games, you just drive it around the house however you like, change the color of the LEDs, hmm. uh, and just, just a really fun product. So you give this to your child or, or even your, your young, maybe sort of early teens, and they can get so much out of this learning coding, computer yeah. science. There's so the much thing, to get out of it. And just so people understand, this little sphere, the way you learn coding is not just to change colours of the LED, but that's the new feature is simply to get... When you say to your kids, go from here to there, drive the thing from here to there, but not with your thumbs and a joystick, but tell it, code it. So what yeah. they learn is, uh, you know, forward, forward for 10 seconds, yeah. turn at right... At a certain speed. Turn right yeah. at 90 degrees, turn, go forward for three seconds. You know, so there's yeah. a bunch of things they change learn. Change the colour. And that's that's the coding. They learn block coding really simply through it. So yeah. it's a great little device. What's really it cost? Easy. Two hundred forty nine ninety nine. And the, the coding is you can drag and drop commands and just yeah. change the values in it. You can honestly pick it up if you've never coded in your life. You can pick this up in literally five seconds. It's yeah. really simple. Two forty nine ninety nine available at uh, JB Hi-Fi, Apple Stores, Amazon, National Geographic, and Office. Well, on the same note, I was playing this week with the little bits. Um, Hero Inventor Kit, which is a Marvel Avengers theme. Now, my kids haven't watched any Marvel movies, so they couldn't, they wouldn't know what it is. But little bits, if you haven't used it, is an outstanding bit of uh, electronics uh, and coding combined. It's like, do you remember the old Dick Smith electronics kits that you'd get and you'd, you'd solder something and you'd build a little thing? I, I used to build, I built a wireless FM um, microphone, uh, which is basically a bug. With that, you know, so you could put it in a room and oh, you could right. hear it on okay. an FM radio. Bug my sister's room. So you build a wireless really? FM radio, Jeez. put it under your sister's bed, and then in, in, in your own room, you could tune your radio to the frequency. I don't know, 10. Tune your radio to the frequency, and you could listen in on the other, other wow. room. So, you know, you'd learn soldering, you'd learn what a capacitor did, and all these yeah. things. Well, I, I remember the old, the really old kits that we're talking about. Well, you're so. older, obviously, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, you have your transistors and yeah. resistors and your capacitors. And That's exactly I was in the electronics club at school. So Little Bits is 
that without any soldering or circuit yeah. boards. And what it is, it's all clipped together. It's all magnetically clipped together bits. And what they've done is they've, they've made this arm. So it's a plastic sleeve that your kids can wear and then a small circle that sits on their on their wrist, which is kind of the same as the top of the Sphero, yep. Sphero Bolt. It's uh, got little LEDs on it. And what, they plug two or three things together with a battery. And from that point on, they can pair it to an iPad and they can follow instructions. They can build their own thing. You can make it light up. You can draw colours. You can make it do certain things at certain actions. So you can put in a little bit that, that detects motion of the arm so you can make it say things. You can even record your voice saying, you know, I'm going to get you or whatever it yeah. is. And so when, when you point, it, it says these things. Wow. It's like Mate, the Terminator. So cool. <laughs> to, again, same price, 250 bucks, But yeah. it's just endless because you can, any combination of the bits, and that's the thing about little bits, any combination of the bits together makes something different. And then the app allows you to create... Uh, an outcome or, 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 a, or a process, a bunch of cool things and coding. So in for there the two fifty, well. you get all everything, or you can you get add to kit. it later. You get the, you get everything you, you okay, need, right. and of course you can buy other little bits kits later. Yeah. But you wouldn't for this one because it's it's made to, to fit in the arm. But sure. little bits make a whole bunch of different things. But it's a great way to learn about electronics and code because like there's a button there. So Harry made it so that you know he had this. He drew a picture of a person, and so he had it on his arm. And if you press the button, it showed the person. If you press the button again, it mm. goes away. So he just wow. learned a simple thing that this this little this little thing here does that, and then Jackson was more into the app and looking at the code. I think these sort of these sort of devices, the bolts and the bits, yep. they're going to be massive this Christmas. Yeah, I'd rather 100%. just buy your child a toy that just does one thing. Mm. This I think is going to be really popular because parents think, okay, well I buy that might cost a little bit more, but they're going to learn something. Yep. This could lead to them having a career in computer science. Who knows where Full it's going stop. to go? It's creating the uh, the computer engineers of our future. So that one's called Little Bits, and the details are at EFTM.com. Stephen, we're off to find out about printers and smart glasses and things with the good yeah. folks at Epson. Absolutely. And then um, I'm off to America. Yeah. But we, we've got you covered, though, so don't ah, panic, listeners. Ladies we, and gentlemen, we've keep got a couple the subscribe of episodes. button on. We, we, did, we did take your advice on some of the subjects you wanted us to talk about. Mm. Uh, not, not all uh, purely about tech, although we have obviously kept the tech flavor. But uh, our just, filler shows, the, let's the, call them, The teaser is, don't worry, we've got Seinfeld covered. Yeah. Uh, I think I've not called, that there's anything wrong with that. I think I've called the episodes The Clip Show, the clip show <laughs> and absolutely. Seinfeld. So, yeah. uh, look, a bit of fun, and uh, we've got still, still got something in your ear holes for the next couple of weeks, which is totally. uh, how to keep you entertained, and I'll be back in, in a few weeks after that. So thank you for listening, thank you for downloading, and thanks to the good people at Netgear and Unity Dance. Stephen, I'll see you in a month. Have a safe trip. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.